Welcome to episode one of Life in the Den. I'm Daniel Buckwalter, your host. This podcast is about living a life radically for Christ in Babylon. Since this is the first episode, you're probably wondering what the heck that means. And that's a fair question. Really, it's a double entendre. One, because my name is Daniel. And what can I say? I like the Bible character that's named after me. But we also see this connection between Babylon and Rome and the world we live in now. Babylon in scripture has served as a major superpower, but it's also served as a representation of Rome and of empire in the book of Revelation. So really what I'm saying is that we're living in an empire and empires have ethos that push at us to live in ways that are contrary to Christ. They have a set of rules, a set of regulations, a culture that they want to impose on our lives and say that this is the kind of person you have to be. This is who you're supposed to be in this culture. But instead, our job as followers of Christ is to live into the way, live into the commandments of Jesus and deny the culture of the empire, deny the worldly things that our culture and the people around us want to call us to do. And I can't think of a better place to start talking about this than what does it mean to be a disciple of Jesus? You see, we've been misled to believe that claiming to have faith in Christ is enough. So I want to invite you to join me in reclaiming what it truly means to follow Jesus. Today, we're going to talk about why our conception of faith is not enough, why you shouldn't strive to be a Christian, and what it's going to require to jump off that cliff and actually start living for Jesus. But before we dive into that, let me introduce you to a small part of my story. I graduated from college in 2020 right as COVID was hitting, and I started my first job as a youth pastor in June of 2020, and those first six months went better than at the time than I could have ever imagined. I was crushing all the goals I had set for myself, and in December, I had the biggest youth event I ever had, and I remember getting home from it, and I should have been overjoyed, but all I could feel was dread. I went home and I sat down in my chair and I was just looking forward and something felt wrong. And what I was wrestling with was I had all these teens coming to hang out with me, to have fun, to listen to what I had to say, but I honestly couldn't say that any of them were disciples of Jesus. As I sat there looking in the mirror, I realized I'm not a disciple of Jesus. And a lot of this was driven because I just read The Cost of Discipleship by Diedrich Bonhoeffer. And the book talks so much about who Christ is calling us to be. And as I was sitting there thinking about it, I said, I might be a pastor. I might preach on Wednesdays and pray on Sundays. But but outside of that, I'm not in God's word. I'm not praying. I'm not listening to the Holy Spirit. And I definitely don't see any of the actions of the early disciples and apostles in my life. And what this helped me to discover is our idea of faith is not enough. Now, I don't know if you're anything like me, but I grew up one foot in the church and one foot out of it. My family went sometimes, but most of the time we didn't. But I was always taught 
that if I would just believe in Christ and pray these magic words, that I would be saved and go to heaven. It's like the Polar Express, you know, where the guy clicks your ticket and he makes a little picture on it because you did the right thing and now you get to go ride the ride and be with Santa Claus and it's all going to be great. But that's just not true. The sinner's prayer and the concepts around it didn't originate until the 20th century. That means for centuries, this understanding that we have made so vital was almost non-existent. And what that taught me is faith without obedience is meaningless. There's nowhere in scripture where it's acceptable to just believe and not immediately go obey. If you don't believe me, I challenge you, go to the gospels, go to the epistles, start reading and see where that message is at. Dijek Bonhoeffer creates this dichotomy between cheap grace and costly grace. He says, cheap grace is the preaching of forgiveness without requiring repentance, baptism without church discipline, communion without confession, absolution without personal confession. Cheap grace is grace without discipleship, grace without the cross, grace without Jesus Christ living and incarnate. And then on the flip side, he says, costly grace is the treasure hidden in the field. For the sake of it, a man will go and sell all that he has. It's the pearl of a great price to buy, which the merchant will sell all his goods. It is the kingly rule of Christ, for whose sake a man will pluck out the eyes which causes him to stumble. It is the call of Jesus Christ at which the disciple leaves his nets and follows him. Really what you're going to find as you listen to this podcast is it's about being a disciple of Jesus. And as we look at this dichotomy, when I think of the word Christian, I often think of cheap grace. And when I think of the word disciple of Jesus or the words, I often think of costly grace. There is a difference between being a Christian and a disciple of Jesus. And it's very easy to see. A disciple is very defined. It's a biblical term. Christ talks about it. What it means to be a disciple is laid out by Jesus. But what we never see is Jesus call us to be Christians. And I know that this is a really semantic argument, but using the word Christian allows us to hide from the calling of being a disciple. It allows us to let sin sit and fester in our lives and to ignore the things disciples are supposed to do. But what is a disciple supposed to do? What does it mean to be a disciple? The word disciple is a term borrowed from the Greco-Roman world for learners or apprentices who followed a particular teacher. So let me give you an example. Imagine I'm a blacksmith and you are my disciple. What you're trying to do is you're trying to be with me all the time, to follow me, to learn from me, to copy me, because your goal is to become me. You know, your goal is to be such a good disciple that when I leave, you just take over what I'm doing and nobody notices the change. And this is important because understanding that a disciple is one who copies the master, it starts to challenge the way we view faith in Western culture. Dallas Willard once said, the way we know if we're being disciples is we ask ourselves, are we doing whatever Jesus would do if he were us? What that quote is really saying is we should always be holding ourselves up to the lens and asking, what would Christ do in this very moment if he was me? And the problem we're facing is that we've convinced ourselves that Christ can save us, but that his teachings are optional. That Christ can save us, but his teachings aren't good. 
that Christ can save us, but his teachings aren't necessary for us. Instead of doing what Christ would do if he were us or becoming ones that follow the master, we follow our own way of worship or we worship other things. As you walk along this journey, you'll notice that a key component to being a disciple of Jesus is obedience. That you will never find a disciple of Christ who is not obedient to the teachings of Jesus. Because the disciple must be like the master. Francis Chan says it this way, It's impossible to be a disciple or a follower of someone and not end up like that person. Jesus said, A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone when he is fully trained will be like his teacher. That's Luke chapter 6 verse 40. And that's the whole point of being a disciple of Jesus. We imitate him, we carry on his ministry, and we become like him in the process. But so many people have been deceived into thinking they are followers of Christ when really they are believers, whatever that means. People get stuck in the spiritual infancy, convinced that they don't need the Savior they think they have. Our culture has really taken Descartes out of context and bought into this concept, I think, therefore I am. And what it's become is that we look at that and we say, well, if I think or if I believe this, then that's who I am. But the reality is we are not what we think. We are what we do. That just having this conceptual idea of who Christ is, is not enough. Being able to spit a bunch of biblical facts is not enough. Knowing more scripture or attending church every Sunday or Wednesday is not enough. It's not about what we believe, but it's ultimately about what we do. And a passage of scripture that I think emphasizes this better than any other passage of scripture is Mark chapter 10 verses 17 and onward. And what it says is, as Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. And he said, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus answered. No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. You shall not defraud, honor your father and mother. Teacher, he declared, all these I have kept since I was a boy. And Jesus looked at him and loved him and said, one thing you lack, he said, go sell everything you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. At this, the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. And I'm going to stop there at verse 22. But what we see in this passage is we see that Christ doesn't just want some obedience for us. It's not good enough to just obey the commands that we want to obey. But we, Christ wants all of us. He wants every fiber of our body, every piece of our life that Christ wants us to be obedient in all things. And that if we're not obedient in all things, then we are not followers of Jesus. And you're thinking, maybe that's kind of harsh. But then we look at passages like Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 through 23, that says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only one who does the will of my father in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many deeds in your name? Then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Go away from me, you evil doers.
Faith without obedience is meaningless. The grace of God is not free, and it is not cheap, it is costly. The grace of God does not come with forgiveness without repentance. Submitting yourself to your local believers, your local community, does not come with communion without confession or without the absolution of your sins. It doesn't come without discipleship. It is costly because it costs you your entire life. You submit yourself to the Lordship of Jesus, committing yourself every single day to strive to do what Christ would do if he was you, making every single effort, every single thing you could possibly do to follow Christ, doing that. Not just picking and choosing what works like the rich young ruler. Not just saying, well, I believe in Jesus. Because the reality is, if we do not do, we do not believe. Dallas Willard says, the greatest challenge the church faces today is to be authentic disciples of Jesus. So many of us have been lied to. So many of us have been deceived. That as long as we say these magical words, we don't have to worry anymore. That we don't have to think about anything else. But the message of Jesus is vastly different from that. He is calling us to live every single day actively into the kingdom of God and do what he would do. To embrace the truth of the gospel. This podcast is for those of you that are sitting here thinking, yes, yes, Daniel, this is what I have been looking for. This is what I've needed. That this is what I'm already doing. And we're going to wrestle with the reality that there are things that maybe we haven't thought about and haven't submitted to Christ yet. Or maybe there's things we just, we're already wrestling with, but we just needed someone to push us on. And that's what I aim for this podcast to do. You see, when I started this podcast, I was alone. And if it wasn't for the support of my now amazing wife, Emma, and her obedience to Christ, I probably wouldn't be where I'm at today. But we felt alone on this journey. It was so hard for us to find good mentors to walk along this journey with us. I remember having conversations with people who I deeply respected, and I went to them and said, I don't think I'm a disciple of Jesus. I don't think I'm following Christ. And they just waved me off and said, you're a pastor and I see this is what you're doing with the teens. Of course you're following Christ. But that couldn't have been farther from the truth. If that's how you feel, I want you to walk along this journey with me as we dive into what it means to really live radically in Babylon, in this broken world, in this culture that stands against the truth of the gospel in a culture that reflects the kind of culture that the early church was living in and writing about in the book of Revelation. But maybe you're listening right now and you're thinking, well, what you just described not me. Well, I want you to know this podcast is also for you. It's also for those of you who are sitting right now at a crossroads. You're trying to decide whether or not you want to sit in your comfortable seat doing just enough to avoid conviction and abusing this fake, cheap grace, or whether you want to answer the calling of the Spirit that will set a wildfire ablaze in your heart and transform you into who Christ is calling you to be. Don't live another day like the rich young ruler. Don't live another day like those who will hear, 
from God, I never knew you. We want you to join us on this journey as well. This journey of living radically for Jesus. And that brings us to the end of our inaugural episode of Life in the Den. I hope that you've enjoyed starting this journey with me and that you've gained valuable insights and perspectives to help you in your pursuit of following Christ. If you like this episode, be sure to share it with your friends and family and give us a rating and review. You can also follow us on our socials on Facebook and Instagram at Life in the Den. Join us next week as we continue to explore and grow together in our faith. Until then, keep following Jesus, and I'll see you next time.